Congratulations, you have just found the number one over 50 health and wellness podcast on the planet. Welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin English. I'm the founder of The Silver Edge, and our mission is to help you build and maintain a lean, healthy body that you love for the rest of your life, so that you can show up in the second half of your life as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself. Today, we have another episode of The Coach's Corner, so no guest, it's just me, and we'll be back next week with our normal interview format. But today, I want to talk to you about the Healthy at Any Size movement and dig beneath the surface just a little bit to discover how much truth there is to the statement that you can, in fact, be healthy at any size. And my answer to this question just might surprise you. Okay, so without further ado, let's get on with today's show. Can you be healthy at any size? Okay, here we go. I know this can be a triggering topic for some people, but let's see if we can have a reasonable conversation to address this delicate topic with compassion, but also with reason. So I'm going to go back to February of 2021 when Cosmo Magazine, Cosmopolitan Magazine, ran a series of covers on their magazine with what could only be described as obese women, and the headline read, This is Healthy. And this made waves in, of course, the Healthy in Any Size movement, which was probably just really beginning to come into popular culture, into common consciousness here, but also in the health and wellness industry as well, as you might well imagine. So let's just put aside for a moment the fact that nobody should be taking any sort of health advice from Cosmo magazine. I mean, seriously, they've been putting unhealthy women on the cover of their magazines for decades. First, it was sickly, stick-thin women, and now it's these obese women. But clearly, these people aren't in any kind of position of authority to give anybody health advice. So for them to have this headline, these covers with these Again, obese bodies with the tagline, this is healthy. And if you go in and read, they're making the, they have different quote unquote experts coming on saying why obese people can be just as healthy as non-obese people. We really can't take this magazine seriously when it comes to what is or is not healthy. But this did seem to strike a chord and it became the rallying cry for the body positivity and the anti-fat shaming movements as we know them today. Now, before we really get into this, let's start the conversation here. There is never a place for fat shaming. Now, I know that there are extremists in this space that would consider the work that I do to be fat shaming and would accuse me of being anti-fat because of the work I do. But I want to go on record as saying that only assholes are fat shamers. And clearly, I don't put myself in that category. I am pro-health. I'm specifically pro-healthy aging. I am not against any type of body composition, any kind of body shape, any body. So I just wanted to start with that. We're not talking about fat shaming in the overt way that a lot of people are thinking of this. But let's talk about some health consequences associated with being overweight. We know for a fact that being overweight is strongly correlated to heart disease, stroke, cancer, and diabetes. And furthermore, 
even overweight people who have quote-unquote normal blood pressure, blood sugar levels, and cholesterol levels still have a 28% increased risk of heart disease, according to one recent study. So clearly there are it is well established that preponderance of the evidence shows us that there are health consequences to being overweight. And certainly the more overweight you are, the more likely you are to have ill health effects from that. So we move from being a, what we call, quote unquote, a normal weight to being overweight to being obese. And then we have a term now morbidly obese. So let me back up at this point and just tell you a story. Back when I was a fairly new gym goer, I was going to a Globo gym at the time, and I was just starting to get my gym legs, if you will. I was just starting to feel comfortable in the gym. I was actually just starting to build some muscle, and I was probably transitioning from, at first, my my health journey was, hey, I just don't want to be sick. I want to be unsick. I, I don't want to be the way I am now. And then I was, at this stage, I suppose I was probably transitioning from, okay, I'm no longer sick. Now I want to be, I want to, I want to be optimized. How do I optimize myself? So that's probably where my headspace was at this time. And I remember distinctly seeing a pretty large guy. This guy was, we could only characterize him as overweight. He walked into the gym one day, kind of an unassuming looking guy. And I thought to myself, wow, look at that guy. Kudos to him for deciding to take his health seriously enough to, and being brave enough to walk here into the gym and to start his weight loss journey. He's in the right place. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, you, you go, brother. You got this, man. And I went about my business for a few minutes and I glanced over at this guy and he was over on the, uh, the bar, on the bench, on the barbell bench. I'm thinking, all right. Yeah. So this guy's going to do some compound lifts. That's, that's fantastic. And then he proceeds to warm up with, and I'm not kidding you, more than my max, one rep max on the bench press. So this big guy lays back on the bench. He does a couple arm circles. He lays back and he's got that barbell weighted up and he just starts repping it out and he's just warming up. So I tell you this story that we just don't be so quick to judge a book by its cover or judge a body by its shape and size, right? Clearly this guy, A, he, he wasn't a new guy walking in the gym, starting his weight loss journey. This was a big, strong dude that was coming in to move some serious ass weights around. And I was just a goofy, skinny guy that didn't know any better. I, I made a judgment when I saw him. And I think it's important to tell that story because I think that's where a lot of the healthy at any size and the body positivity movement is coming from because there's people like me that are making these judgments when we see people in larger bodies. So this brings me really to why I want to talk about this subject today. So while it's certainly untrue that all bodies are healthy regardless of size, size alone is not our best indicator of health. Your scale weight only tells a fraction of the story. And don't even get me started on BMI. Um, so BMI, if you don't know, is body mass index. And it originally came about to judge weight changes in populations, which is a fantastic tool for that. If you want to know if a population, say in the US, are we getting fatter? Are we getting thinner? Are we staying the same? BMA's, BMI is a great tool for that, but it absolutely sucks for individuals. But yet BMI is still our standard for determining obesity today. 
And I'll just tell you this, I'm now six foot two, about 205 pounds, and my BMI rates me as overweight. So it really isn't a good tool for measuring, really for measuring whether you're overweight or not, clearly, but it's clearly not a good tool for measuring your health. So the scale doesn't really tell the full story or very little of the story. BMI is a horrible tool for really at the individual level telling the story of health. But if we don't use the scale or BMI or outward appearance, a body shape, what do we use to measure health or what should we use, I should say? And I got a couple of thoughts here. And the first is very simple, very low tech, and that's just waist measurements. So waist, I'm saying waist like around your, you know, an inch above your belly button, let's just say. Take a tape measure, wrap it around there. That's your waist measurement. And these are somewhat useful. It's very simple to measure, very simple to track. And we could take this a step further and use a waist to hip ratio to be even more helpful as an indicator of health. And to do a hip to waist ratio, you simply divide, let's see, you would divide your waist measurement in inches or centimeters, whatever, by your hip measurement. And the idea is that women should have a waist to hip ratio of about 0.8 or less to be considered healthy, men a 1.0 or less. And again, you would just, to do that, you would just measure yourself one inch above your belly button. And then at the widest parts of your hips, you do the math and you can determine there, am I overweight? or more in that quote-unquote normal weight range. So as you can see, part of our problem with healthy at any size is trying to figure out the parameters for what sizes are unhealthy and which are healthy. And I would submit that the best way to determine a body's health is body fat percentage. So when we talk about body fat percentage, now we run into, well, how do we measure that? And there's a number, there's a bunch of different ways actually go, ranging from things like hydrostatic weighing, which isn't really accessible to many of us, but it's very accurate. There's skin fold calipers. And if you have a very skilled person using them, they can be pretty accurate, pretty hard to do yourself though. We, of course, like we just discussed, there's the tape measure and there's also things like bioelectrical impedance analysis. And many of you may have heard of things like an in-body scale, which does a decent job of determining your muscle mass versus your body fat and gives you a body fat percentage. And then you have things like the same technology, this bioelectrical impedance analysis that are in like, say my, my bathroom scale. Now, most of those scales are just pure trash. For example, the one I have, it connects via Bluetooth to my phone. And when I step on my scale, it gives me a little, it tells me what my weight is, which I think is pretty accurate, but it consistently rates me at a body fat at, at like 28, 29%, which is ridiculous. If you saw me that I'm nowhere near that. But it is useful, I suppose, in the sense that I can watch for trends. Is that, am I staying right at 28 and 29% or am I, is that, that number moving down? Is it trending up? So there's a number of different ways that we can look at body fat percentage. Now, when we talk about what normal body fat is, because that's going to be the next question. Okay. Well, what's normal? What's healthy? What's abnormal or unhealthy, right? So, 
quote-unquote normal body fat is defined as 18 to 23% body fat in men and 25 to 30% in women, meaning that men over 25% and women over 30% would be considered obese. Now, a healthy range for body fat would be women in the low to mid-20s, body fat percentage and men in the mid teens. So for a woman, if we think maybe, you know, 21, 22% body fat up to 25, 26% body fat. And for you guys, if we think about that 13, 14, 15, 16, 17%, that's a pretty healthy place to be, especially when we start to look at things like longevity and normal health markers. Now, here's where we get to the crux of the matter. What bodies are healthy and which ones aren't so healthy? Remember, Dr. Gabriel Lyon said that we don't so much have an obesity problem or an overfat problem as we have a lack of muscle problem. And she's saying this as a physician, specifically talking about healthy bodies. In other words, two people who have the same weight and the same relative size, the one with more muscle is much more likely to be healthier. So let's go back to our healthy at any size and let's compare two bodies. Body A is a 280 pound man with 32% body fat and he's clearly overweight, but he's crazy strong. Maybe he's that guy I watched walk into the gym all those years ago. And just like I said, he could rep out my one rep max. Like it's no problem. Now, body B on the other hand is a 180 pound guy with 32% body fat and he's actually normal height. So he's not a, he's not a short guy. So he doesn't appear overweight at least not when he's dressed, but he's as weak as a kitten. He has very little muscle mass. He is what we call skinny fat. We could very easily make the case that the leaner, the, and I'm saying quote unquote leaner body is less healthy because he's so undermuscled. In my forties, I was that skinny fat guy. I probably weighed close to as much as I do now. Like I said, I weigh about 205 and maybe actually back then I weighed a little less, but I had no muscle, like none. And I was very metabolically unhealthy. But now at that same weight or near that same weight, I'm probably actually a little bit heavier right now, but I'm in the best shape of my life. So the scale really doesn't give much info here. And back then in my forties, I carried all of my weight in my trunk. I had a big belly and man boobs, but with stick thin arms and skinny legs, which side note is not a great look when you live at the beach, by the way. But here's the thing. If I wore a loose fitting shirt, I looked healthier because I looked leaner than that strong guy in the bigger body. Let's take another extreme example and we'll go with ladies this time. Which body is healthier? A 30 year old female bodybuilder in a bikini division who just won first place or a 60 year old woman who strength trains two to three days a week and has 30% body fat and she's trying to lose 15 pounds. The bikini competitor has abs. She's shredded. The 60-year-old does not have abs. This isn't even a close competition. All things being equal, the 60-year-old woman wins our health contest hands down. Our bikini competitor hit the stage at 12 to 14% body fat. That's not even remotely healthy. 
And just ask her. She'll tell you. She feels like shit. She's starved all the time. In fact, she's fantasizing about food. Her hair is starting to thin out, maybe even fall out. Her sleep is horrible. Her libido non-existent. This woman hasn't even had a period in four months. Now, think of the men and women you see on the covers of fitness magazines with shredded six-packs. There's a good chance that a bunch of you listening to this right now are healthier than those fitness models. Now, while these fitness models don't have to diet down as extreme as our bodybuilder examples, they do have to stay very lean year-round since, let's face it, they get paid for being good-looking, lean, and ripped. So when somebody says we can be healthy at any size, that simply isn't true. And while this movement is concerned with people in larger bodies, as we just discussed, leaner bodies that are weak and frail or extremely lean bodies are very unhealthy bodies. The real takeaway I want to leave you with is this. Having excess fat, especially visceral fat, and being under-muscled is a dangerously unhealthy place to be, especially for those of us over 50. Our culture seems to be tilting towards valuing feelings over objective facts, which seems to cause us to say and believe in some pretty goofy things. But here's the bottom line. The message that you can be medically healthy at any size is false. At best, it's disingenuous and incredibly disempowering, and at its worst, it's downright dangerous and even life-threatening. I truly and deeply believe that we should all love, honor, and respect everyone, regardless of their body size and shape. But I just cannot get behind normalizing poor health and misinforming people that they can, in fact, be healthy at any size. I want to end with this. Remember that we said that we have less of a health issue with being over fat than we do with being under-muscled. And this is especially true for those of us in our 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond. So as opposed to embracing philosophies like we can be healthy at any size, let's take responsibility for our health. Let's get strong and let's get healthy. Okay, that's our show for today, folks. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I want to let you know that we have other free resources over at silveredgefree.com. There you'll find our free guides with our top tips on nutrition, exercise, and healthy lifestyle to assist you in your weight loss and fitness journey. So feel free to head over there and download anything that looks useful to you. I'll put links to everything we talked about in the show notes. You folks can find those over at silveredgefitness.com slash 241. As we wrap up our time together today, you can show your support for this show in two important ways. The first is to tell a friend about this podcast and encourage them to give it a listen. The second is for you YouTube folks to click the like and subscribe buttons and for you podcast folks to give this podcast a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and be sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future episodes. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today and until next time, stay strong. Stay strong.